Can we please have quiet on the set? Thank you, good. We are recording. All right. Turn What's up, Brewskies? This is Adam Obesius Rodriguez in with another episode of the One Beer and Podcast, joined by Honorable Marco Dupa. What up? Uh, you may notice we're doing this a little differently. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can actually see us again. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't the way that we wanted to reintroduce our faces. I for- Wait, I forgot my... Oh, God, I forgot. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's beautiful. I worked yes. on it. Very good. Um, do you want to explain why we're doing this, Marco? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'll try not to. I'll try not to cough on the uh, computer. Thank you. I have. Uh, ah, shit. This is how. This is how a lot of people are wearing it. I, I, I tested positive. Mm. I don't know how. For being a thick boy. Dude, I, I I've been testing positive for Thick Boy Nation since day one. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, yeah, I I went in, got the got the thing. They they drove the the spike up my nose, touched my brain a little bit. Came back with that. Came back with the corona, man. Mm. Couldn't believe it. Actually, I kind of could believe it. Uh, and we'll we'll go in at length. And uh, really bore you guys with the details next week. Um, but we didn't want to spend all all of this week talking about that. We wanted to entertain you guys. So we decided that we're going to do a one reel in this week. Mm-hmm. Obi? What a one reel in we have for you. Uh, this one is, is, is uh, directed by an auteur, I would call him. Uh, highly divisive director doesn't make films he makes joints yeah spike lee uh, his latest is called the five bloods came out what just uh a couple weeks ago yeah like two or three uh, weeks ago yeah um actually i have to pull up here clocks in at two and a half hours uh centers around june 12th june 12th centers around a group of friends who were in vietnam um they come back years and years later, present day, to try to get a gold treasure that they left on a battlefield. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a lot of uh, buildup for this because not only is it a Spike Lee movie, but it's coming out on Netflix, which means tons of people watching. And that's basically the only way we get entertainment nowadays. It's by streaming. Yeah. Um, so I came into it, I don't know about you, but I came into it really looking forward to it uh, and having high, high hopes for a living. <laughs> um, how did you enter watching The Five Bloods? Uh, yeah, I was, I was anticipating it because the Black, uh, the Black Klansman came out 2017, 2018. And that got a lot of good reviews. And I just recently watched that. And so I understand why I got the good reviews now. Yep. Good movie. Uh, and so I was, yeah, I was anticipating it because I was like, okay, Spike is back. He's making, you know, he's making some like good shit. 
and the budget, I mean, it was like a $45 million budget on Netflix with some high-profile actors. I mean, Chadwick Boseman being, surprisingly not being the star, no, but like... I, he's not in it as much as you would think. No. And not to say that I was disappointed by that because I like the way that they used him, mm-hmm. but that definitely, I, I could see it driving eyeballs. Yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> um, anyway, so the, the, there's a lot of plot going on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a pretty big ensemble cast, mm-hmm. uh, including Delroy Lindo, Jonathan Majors, Clark Peters, Norm Lewis, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., and a whole slew of others. A um, lot of uh, The Wire alumni. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we even got a she. Yeah. <laughs> you need it. You need it. Um, and also a wild Jean Renault out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when he pops in, I'm like, wait, what? I didn't even know he was still working. The professional? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's get into the plot. Uh, like I said before, these, this, uh, elite unit in Vietnam, uh, they are sent in to do something. (laughs) It is kind of unclear. They're, they're they're there or something. It it seems like. From what I remember, they are there for that goal. Okay. And when they get there, they decide they're going to lose it. Right. And then they, they like, the plan is to come back for it. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure, like, they're there for the gold. The idea was essentially, like, you know... We're the people who are suffering and dying in this war. We deserve this money, not the government. Right. And 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 Spike Spike spends he, he's he's lately doing this thing where he's like, you know, this movie is it is what it is because of these things. And then he starts showing clips from like real life you know, events, yeah. you know actual, what I'm saying? Like actual like newsreel clips of yeah. the atrocities of Vietnam. Yeah. So he so did that really in sets this, the tone heavy Yeah. when you're first getting into it. And I don't feel like that follows through the rest of the movie. Right. 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 I, yeah. It, it really devolves into more of a personal story with, with the bloods than it does this overarching commentary on how America has treated African Americans for centuries, but right. more recently post Vietnam. Mm-hmm. They touch on it. Each character has kind of tells you how they're feeling about it. Uh, but I don't think, I don't think he goes far enough in the way of um, this is why, you know, this is this this is the reason, <clears throat> or or I, 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 these are the repercussions of, you know, post Vietnam living yeah. as a black person. Yeah, I feel like it. Um, you know, generally that that was the idea behind it that 
these are the people suffering. These are the people that should get the spoils of this war. Not it shouldn't go into the government. It shouldn't go into the leadership or funding more of the war itself. Yeah. But I, it, it just gets so lost in everything else. It's trying to do at the same time. Yeah. It, I feel it, like it, it, it loses itself a, a bit in that process. He's trying to say a lot with a lot of characters, a lot of moving parts. And it's not as concise as you want it to be. Why is John Reno in this? I mean, why, I mean, why did we, I don't understand. Maybe I'm ignorant, but I don't understand the commentary on the French. I don't get it. Well, the, the, the French, the French took over Vietnam before America came in. Okay. They invaded in the past, and basically, the same thing happened to them. They got ousted by the Vietnamese. So, yeah. So that that was to touch on that, I guess. But they they didn't they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, he was just the bad guy. Yeah, he and had I, one it, throwaway line about that, like, "Oh well, you arrogant Americans, the, you know, we were here so French, you, dude. It, it happened to us, <laughs> you know." It's, it's like, so okay. French. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he read what was written was just like, "Really? <laughs> I have to be this French? I will oh, be this French to break up the beret." <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just think. I think it would probably have been more effective if, if I mean, the big bad was an American. Yeah. Well, let's let's say uh, spoiler alert first of all, because we're going to get into the, the all the. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> hopefully, I mean, if you, you if you've been here before and you know how we do the one reel ends, these are spoiler casts. We're not gonna. We can't hold back. It's an hour no long. No holds barred. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, back to the the plot from what we can get through on it mm-hmm. without needing a full synopsis um basically long story short because i really want to get into our feelings on it even more um essentially these soldiers they they're they're fighting and um chadwick boseman's character um what was it he was uh norm norm storm norm. and norman storm and norm right so uh the, he's essentially they're like de facto leader within the squad right like they yeah. look up to him uh he seems like super well educated and like i don't think he's the de facto leader i think he is the leader is of their the leader. squad yeah yeah um but he he seems to be like you know big thought guy definitely leadership role within mm-hmm. their squad and um you know he ends up getting killed in a firefight they yeah. have that gold that ends up getting lost because the area gets bombed and like napalmed, so they can't tell where it is anymore. Mm-hmm. But they they all agree to go back eventually to get Norm's body and to get the gold. Right. 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 So years pass. We're back to we're we're to modern day now. Uh, all the the squad, the surviving squad people, uh, meet up in Ho Chi Minh City. Ho Chi Minh. Uh, one of the guys apparently knocked up a prostitute because you have to have that. You have to have it. Story about Vietnam. <clears throat> yep. Um. <laughs> was it's, that supposed to be a comedic beat, or was that supposed to be serious? Because I can't tell. Yeah the whole the whole thing. 
the moment where he's he's all her mm-hmm. and me, me and you and <laughs> and and then boy oy, oy, oy. <laughs> it was just like how long are we gonna spend on this <laughs> we we get it we get it and then nothing comes of it no well, you just have that <laughs> that moment at the end where they reunite yeah like, and okay and, cool. and yeah that and it's like okay so what about his family in America? Who yeah. is his family in America? Does he have family in America? He must. I'm pretty sure he does. He has. I'm pretty sure he does. I'm. I'm pretty sure they make reference to it. So it's like, what is the point of this? What What are we gathering? What are we getting? He's now willing to be a father for his half Vietnamese daughter. Who's and if they're still. Young. If they're still in contact, no, yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why, why did it take them so long to go back? I don't know. They're, they're in their like seventies almost. Yeah. Like there was no way they were actually going to be able to make that trek in real life. There's, I don't understand why it took them so long to go back. It's not like people were barred from going back until 2018. Yeah, I, I think, and again, unless I missed the line somewhere uh, in, in the movie, I just, I don't think they ever explained that at all. And it, it should have at least been a throwaway line that... Something. You know, we've been waiting for this moment. We agreed to go on this date or, you know, I don't know. just. Uh, some some reasoning because that's a big plot hole to me where it's like why why wait until you guys are that old all right so i guess i guess the uh i guess the idea is i'm looking at i'm looking at the plot synopsis and i guess the idea is a landslide exposed the tail of the plane and so okay. once they were able so to that see that they could get the right the coordinates okay gotcha all which right. okay Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's enough. I'll take it. I'll take it. I guess. <laughs> if okay, it's loose, but it's a reason at least, you know. It's enough. It's enough. My my thing is if an entire plane is buried so shallow that all it needs is a landslide to expose almost the entire backside of the plane, I think that they could have well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you're going in uh, you're going in blind. You're just like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you would think for the doubt. You would think that somebody would write down their coordinates. You would think. Right. I don't know. Maybe do you, do you, when you're out there, do you know your longitude and latitude, or are you just lost? No, there's no way because then GPS, they wouldn't have been able to make it back if they didn't know their coordinates. I mean, I mean, make it back from from Vietnam when they were there in the seventies, or yeah, they yeah. wouldn't have been able to make it back if they didn't know their coordinates. They didn't know how to get back. You would think they'd at least have an idea of their coordinates. I mean, they don't have like a cell phone to look at their GPS exact yeah. coordinates, but you know, you can say you know we had the battle here in this area. Yeah, and I think that would be around there. I think that would have been enough to go back and just look around because that's all they did they just went back with fucking <laughs> metal uh, detector yeah and then just and then found all of them scattered all over the place a bomb went off and 
the gold only went from like 10 feet that way to 10 feet that way. And they, they found it all. Spoiler alert. They found all the gold. <laughs> so stupid. <coughs> anyway, so yeah, they, uh, they end up going back. They have some uh, brush-ups along the way. Yeah. Uh, one of their... One of the five bloods is uh, clearly suffering from PTSD. Um, Paul, in their group. Played by Delroy Lindo. Right. Um, and at least we forget that he's also the lone Trump supporter. Right. So Interesting, interesting character uh, uh, dynamics he has with the rest of the squad. He, he's, um, he is uh, Spike Lee's character that he's used to... Um, to, to, to speak on, on multiple things at once with one character he's using to speak on multiple issues. He uses him as the, you know, because, I, I mean, there, there are black Trump supporters, so sure. it's like that's not... And, and his juxtaposition with the rest of the group, because they all experience the same thing, and yet <clears throat> he came out of it with different... Uh, yeah. And and they reveal why later. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. So anyway, they um, they're on their way. They make it to the area that, like the drop off point. Uh, they refuse the help of their guide. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Uh, earlier on, they uh, they run into some activists what are they what are they doing yeah they they're americans dude it's such a listen i don't i respect spike lee okay i think that he's an incredible writer and director and i don't want it to come across like (laughs) i'm just gonna spend this whole episode hating on spike lee but some of this stuff actually i don't think he wrote it i think he just directed it let me let me double check. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll, I'll double check. Yeah, so he he co-wrote it with like a a couple of other guys: Danny Bilson, Paul DeMeo, and Kevin Milmont. Wilmot. Mm-hmm. So, so I say that to say that their inclusion is strictly a plot device. Oh, they're hundred percent. They're like a uh, they're like an organization. That is there to strictly um, diffuse landmines. Right. It's like land love against landmines or some dumb shit like that. <laughs> that's real. Like that's. I'm. Let me. Let me find this bullshit. Lamb. It's lamb. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're they're there strictly to get rid of landmines, which is just a plot device. That we'll we'll find out later on, right? Uh, we should also mention that um, we have one younger member that joins, who is the son of who was it? Paul. Paul, right? Yeah, Delroy Lindo, right? Paul, the Trump, Trump supporter. Jones. Yes, and uh, he's our our one. Uh, I guess younger view of this entire thing character. Yeah. And Jonathan Majors, 
is the guy uh, that worked with uh, Travis, or Travis worked with him. Right. And so we got like, bearing everything that he told us about him in mind, it kind of gave me a clearer view of like how he works and like how he approaches the role and stuff like that. It was very interesting yeah. knowing more about him. Uh, he plays a character named David. That's that's his name um, as the son of Paul. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we both talked about it briefly when we first saw the movie, but I, I think he has probably the strongest performance in the entire thing. Yeah. Just in general, overall, like I, I, I believed a lot of his emotions throughout the entire thing, and it, it connected in a way that almost felt out of place in the movie that he was in. Yeah. Uh, but I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. Um, you want and you expect it to be Delroy Lindo doing a lot of the heavy lifting, seeing as he has the most internal conflict. And it's not. It's Jonathan Majors really, really kind of crushing it with everything that he's given. So for sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they, they get to that spot. They eventually just start trekking it through Vietnam. Uh, yeah, there's, it, it's a little like Lord of the Rings. There's walking for a while. Um, we have a few scenes that reflect the PTSD going on. Um, yeah. With Paul, um, and we, we kind of get caught up on all the characters a bit. We get a little bit of their backstory. Um, all this stuff worked okay for me. I mean, it, it's it, it's all basically just backstory to get us uh, to a place where we kind of understand and, and can identify each of them as individuals. Because, again, it's a, it's a pretty big ensemble cast to follow for two and a half hours. Um, yeah. But, I mean, most of that worked for me. Uh, we get enough information. And eventually they end up finding the gold. Uh, but the box that was in is broken, so they think it's all gone. But then they find a gold piece here, a gold piece there. They're all under the dirt, and it's because of the landslide and all this other stuff. But yeah, I don't yeah. Know what that has to do with anything. Anywho, uh, uh, somebody steps on a landmine and blows up. Dude! Dude! <laughs> Uh, when he blew up, I had to almost pause the movie because <laughs> it was such a left turn from and everything it, else we had seen. Again, it felt like it was in the wrong movie. <laughs> it is hyper violent. Yeah, it is. It's so gory. Yeah, like what happens to him? They cut back. <laughs> Dude, they cut back to him, and I'm like, it made me ask the same question as you. Was like, was this supposed to be a comedic beat? Because it is hilarious how violent it is. <laughs> right. It's when, insane. Well, when when a lot of the rest of the movie is a lot of shit talking, it's a lot of uh, you know, just kind of brotherly fighting. Um, it's nothing. It's nothing that would lead you to think it, that we would get to this apex of extreme violence out of the blue. Yeah. And it, it doesn't do it in a way that I, I personally find effective. Uh, it, it just, it does it in a way that kind of makes you laugh at it. Cause you're like, what? Yeah. Why? Really? Like that, that's it. Um, 
I don't know. I just, I just felt like it was jarring in a bad way. And it, it, it lines up with the movie that we thought we were getting when you open it with like, I don't know, actual executions in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Like that feels more right for that tone. But then when a lot of the movie spent with comedic beats, whether they're intentional or not, I was just kind of like, okay, like, I guess we're in this movie now. Yeah. It, it's a very, again, Spike is trying to, he's trying to do a lot with what he's working with. You, you have, <clears throat> you have on the surface, a movie about these five guys reconnecting over a shared traumatic experience. But then you have this very um, subversive political commentary. And then you have a hyper-violent war movie. And it's like, it's a, it's a lot. It's, yeah. I'm not going to say it's too much. I would. <laughs> I just, I, I, I appreciate the effort in trying to do all of those things with one story, yeah. but it does feel like it, it. It's just like, dude, pick one or two. You can't have all of those in one movie. Mm-hmm. That's why the movie's two and a half hours long. You're just like, you're, you're trying to tell too much story. Yeah. And I, I mean, I we'll we'll get to our impressions of it overall later, but I just feel like that led to it being a master of none. It was just it was too much. It, was, it had its toe in too many things for it to really be effective at really anything that yeah. it was setting out for. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Uh, that happens <laughs> and then um david ends up stepping on a mine too uh after they you know decide to walk away after that uh, yeah oh oh yeah before we before we proceed he steps on a landmine right and then they're just like oh well that has to be the only mine <laughs> so let's walk around as if that didn't just happen like uh. The first thing you do is go, all right, everyone stop. We need right. to use the metal detector and try to find these landmines. Right? That's the first thing you think once once somebody in your party is is blown to smithereens. You would think. But no, they're just like, we're gonna keep we're gonna act Let's like go. that didn't just happen. And then yeah, inevitably someone time. else dude. And then how long they spend on trying to get him off that landmine was <laughs> excruciating. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, our our young people from Lamb show up to defuse the landmine. <laughs> um, and then they, they didn't even do that. Right, I was going to say they can't. So they just show so up. So it's like, so what was the point? What was the point of having this organization solely dedicated to doing the thing that we needed them to do? And then the way that, the way that we, we defuse the bomb is we don't. We pull we them s- off real fast. <laughs> it's like so. Yeah, just a, a just a waste. Just such yeah. a waste. Yeah. So P- Paul ends up uh, uh, going with a technique that they learned apparently in the war that worked one time before. Yeah. And they just pull them. They, they just pull snatch them, them off. Yep. Yeah. And it works. It's a you know. It's it's like a car. It's like a cartoon. They wraps them up and they all just snatch them and they just. Yep. And, 
I'll give them credit. They didn't make it look ridiculous. Like they pull them off and he, and he comes off the, the mine and you're like, is this really going to work? And like, what are the logistics behind this? And I don't think it would work in real life, <laughs> but you know, who knows? This busted. <laughs> what do I know? I've never been to Nam. Yeah. 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 Right. And then there's a, a heartwarming scene where you're like, wow, he actually does love his son. And then that's quickly nulled. And you realize he doesn't love his son. And then, oh, wait, no, he does love his son. That was really getting old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul ends up basically snapping uh, and saying that, like, they. Uh, was this when he was like, we got to kill everybody? <laughs> yeah, just out of nowhere. He's like, all right, that's because. Uh, they can't know about the gold. Yeah. So they can't know about the gold. So they, they, they tie everybody up after they've helped him save his son he pulls a gun on them yep which oh by the way the 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 vietnamese lady the prostitute gives one of the guys a gun the guy that she that she had sex with shared the kid with she gives him a gun for for what no one knows just just another plot device i think he he holds on to the gun right doesn't tell anybody about the gun but then when they find the gun, he's like, what's the big deal? Here, take it. I don't care. And it's like, then you should have said something the minute she gave you the gun. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. If he doesn't give a shit, then why why keep it a secret? Why keep it a secret, right? There's no reason to if it doesn't matter. So then they get all twisted up about that, and uh, they give it to the the... PTSD suffering Trump supporter. <laughs> right. That's the guy that they give the gun to. There's this whole like uh prescription drug abuse subplot too that he throws yeah. in there. Yeah, the 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 and they 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 make fun of him. They're like, "Oh, you you on them opioids or some shit." And then his response <laughs> is to throw away his medically prescribed painkillers. Right. On his trek in Vietnam. He has, these guys are in their 60s to 70s. He can't, none of them can really walk that well. He has hip pain, knee pain, whatever, leg pain, and just a just a little roasting. And he's like, you know what? Fuck y'all. How about that? I don't need these pills. Uh, and then it turns out later that one of them has the same pills. I know. I know. I was confused. I was like, I thought he got rid of those. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Th- those aren't his. Yeah, no. The guy who has them is the junkie. And he, the other guy, had them prescribed. Or or I should say, we don't know because they don't explain if his are prescribed also. Right. <sighs> Wild. It's, yeah. it's, again, it's Spike just trying to say so many things. And it's like, just make two movies, dude. Yeah. You can't talk about the opioid crisis, the way that African Americans were treated after the Vietnam War, PTSD, uh, why there even exists black Trump supporters in the first. Like, you can't talk about, you can't make a commentary on all of these things at once. Yeah. Because then it's Not just like. No, because then it's like you said, it's a ma- you're a master of none. It's all over the place. The plot is just like. All right, what what character development is happening? What's I don't really understand what you're trying to say here. Like we get it, atrocities were committed. Whose side are we on? Mm-hmm. 
who are we supposed to, am I supposed to feel sorry for Mr. PTSD who like loses his fucking mind out there? And, and like, I mean, he murders people and like, <laughs> I mean, and he, he puts everyone in danger. He yeah. effectively ruins the mission. And I'm supposed to feel sorry for him because he suffers from PTSD. Why is he the only one who suffers from PTSD? There's so many questions. I have so many questions. Well, we're getting to that. We we know why he suffers from PTSD. In we know why he does, but right. they never, ex like, everyone else just comes back fine. <laughs> they're okay. They're yeah. really fine. They're, the right. way that they make it seem, it's like they're really fine. Okay, yeah. They I, saw uh, horrible things, <laughs> and they were fine with it. Right. I, I mean, I think that's that's okay. I think that's that didn't bother me so much because that happens in real life too. Some people aren't as affected as others mentally. Honestly, though, dude, I'm starting to believe that most people who you you you're starting to hear more and more stories about people who are fine, mm -hmm. who aren't. Oh yeah, of course. And and I'm I'm starting to believe, and obviously I don't have the numbers to back this up for anything. But I'm starting to believe that the, the, the number of people who see things like that and, and go through things like that and don't have PTSD is way smaller than what we used to think by the way that those people act. Yeah, well, I mean, especially going back to, I mean, Vietnam and before, PTSD wasn't even like a thing discussed like right. it, it, it was only like if a guy cracked up you're like yeah i mean he he freaked out whoops you know like yeah well i thought i think that it would have been more effective if all of them were suffering from some form of it mm -hmm. everyone was kind of it was manifesting itself in different ways as opposed to because then it makes him look more isolated and you kind of do you kind of feel for him it's like he's the only one who cares it seems right. like who's really suffering right now yeah um i mean they they all they all miss norm and that's kind of their their bonding factor is that they they all have this reverence for him and and uh you know want to honor him and bring him back home but they make uh, a point to say that none of them were as close or miss him as much as Paul does. I mean, they literally say it in the movie. Like, yeah, no one and was as close. Yeah, but then they I don't even illustrate that though. There's yeah, never, there's never a moment where like they're off to the side having a moment that lets you know, like, oh yeah, these guys had a different understanding. They were on a different wavelength with each other than the rest of the group. Like, there's no moment that makes you feel that or believe that they just say it and then and I, I i think that is largely to do with the fact they didn't have time to show it they yeah dedicated that time for the things that ultimately don't matter yeah um all right where are, where are we in the plot uh home, homie it's blown up they right. save david mm -hmm. now they're tying everyone up and they're trying to make their way back right so they eventually get to a point where they're headed off by these other Vietnamese people who saw them with the gold and are saying, essentially, this is our gold because this is our country. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, 
Paul's the one who freaks out and mm-hmm. starts shooting. Um, and it becomes this giant shootout. And uh, one of one of those attackers gets away. And I think that's when the guide comes back too, and is like, or they meet up with the guide. After no, the guide the guide had come back before that. He was part of the shootout. He actually oh, right, like right, takes right, sides right. with them. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the the guide turns out to be like super altruistic and like right. very America friendly for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, especially after you know. Oh, oh, because his makes fun of him and, and because his uh, I think his like yeah right yeah and I think his uncle or one of his family members was uh they were America friendly. I think they were like on the side of the Americans mm-hmm. when they were there. Yeah, uh, so I guess that's why he has this reverence for them. But then, like his, didn't they say like his uncle was North Vietnamese, and they see him at the bar at the beginning? Yeah, no, I think that they were saying that they were on the American side. I don't think so. I think Maybe. that's why that's why Paul was freaking out too. He's like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, take this guy's drink. He, he may have killed some of our brothers." Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he was just being like racist. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I think I remember it being that he was essentially the, uh, the uh, interpreter and, and guide was saying, like, you know, it split families apart. It was like a civil war yeah. inside of my family. I do remember family. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, but anyway, so, yeah, he, he takes sides with, with the Bloods. The Bloods. And, uh, they have this big shootout. One of the guys gets away. Uh, bet we won't see him again. Um, <laughs> so we'll see him again. Yeah. Okay. So after that, um, they un don't they untie? The- well, because they've killed one of the one of the lamb people gets killed. So at that point, um, and and then they they turn on Paul because right. Paul's losing his fucking mind. So they right. turn on him, and. Uh, they untie the, the, the two white people. They're, like, they're literally the only white people in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and Jean Renault, yeah. He's, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that's when they're like, we need, to, we need to stick together and we need to figure this shit out. So they like start divvying up the gold and yeah. Paul's losing his fucking mind. And, yeah. you know, again, he's going back and forth between, you know, you're not my son. You are my son. I love you, Wrong boy. Wrong kid died. <laughs> then he finally has what I can only assume is a mental breakdown, and then just goes off into the fucking jungle, right. and no one goes after him. Oh, he says that David is no longer his son. Yeah, and he betrayed him because he took the side of everyone else. Yeah, um, when he just wanted to kill everybody, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he just, he runs off. Yeah, listen, listen. Guys, listen, I want you to, if you haven't seen this movie, they went out there to find gold. They run into these Vietnamese, yada, yada. We've kind of explained all that up to this point. They let him just walk off into the jungle to die. That's, I mean, there's no there's no other uh, uh, way that, that that can end. He doesn't have any food. He has one canteen of water and an M16. He's walking off to die. And they let him. If my dad said what he said to him, I, yeah, obviously that would be devastating and that would hurt and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to let 
my, you know, at this point, 70 something year old dad walk off into the jungle to die. <laughs> he wanted to go. I, I don't know what you want me to do. He wanted I'm, to go. <clears throat> I'm going behind him and, and I'm chop blocking him. <laughs> Take him out the knees. Yeah. And we're, we're carrying him back. They had a car. They had a chuck. You just chop, you chop block him, you knock him out. You know how movies do with the butt of the gun. Knock him out. He'll wake up in 30 minutes. Throw him in the back of the Jeep. Tie him up. Yeah. They had enough rope. You take it off the white people. You put it on him. You throw him <laughs> in the back of the Jeep. That's it. No, yeah. they just let him walk off to have like an ayahuasca fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He goes on a spirit journey. It's great. Yeah. Uh, which is essentially what happens. He walks off. He starts having these flashbacks of uh, of the attack in Norman and uh, all these memories that are happening, and that's when I think that's when we're revealed the twist and and why uh, Paul's so affected by uh, Norman's death. And surprise, surprise, Paul accidentally killed Norman. Uh-huh. If you you dude, the minute you start the movie, you see that one coming. Um, oh God. You could see yeah. it coming from the fucking trailer. Yep. I said, okay, I'm glad we got past that because I, <laughs> I knew yeah. it was inevitable. I was so sick of them pretending like it was anything else but that. I wish they would have just gotten... <clears throat> I wish that that was something that we knew he was struggling with from the jump. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, it wasn't a good twist. It wasn't revealed in a clever way. It brought nothing to the movie. If I, I think it Changed nothing. Better, I think it would have been better if it was known from for everybody that that's what yes. happened and we're dealing with everyone kind of beating around the bush and being like listen we know Paul's fucked up let's not you know let's let's give get kid gloves to him you know like mm-hmm. let's be careful yeah because we know what he's been through right and then maybe like one of them snaps and is like get over it Paul like you know we all survived that you know we, we know it's not your fault yada 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 right or or, or or even even worse, a conflict with at least one of them who does blame him. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, maybe that's a that's something seeping right underneath the surface. Yeah, the entire movie, and then finally it snaps, and they have this big conflict. And he's like, you know what? You are the reason why he's dead. Yeah, and, you know, I don't forgive you for that. Right, and it becomes that becomes a big you know conflict between the five bloods. Right, but um, because what we're left with in the actual movie is it's revealed. And then he just forgives himself because he has a hallucination with Chadwick's character, Norm, where Norm forgives him. But Norm's right. dead, and so he's forgiving himself. Mm-hmm. But there's no catharsis because there's no reason for him to do this. Yeah, You, you know what I'm saying? There's I, nothing yeah. in the movie that says, there's no turning point that would... Um, lift this weight from his shoulders, right? Yeah. So he, it, yeah. Go ahead. It, well, I was just gonna say, I think it's just a realization, essentially, that he had that it wasn't his fault. But why? What? What? Nothing brings him to that point. He's been living with this nugget for forty years, mm-hmm. fifty years, right? So yeah, for fifty years, he's been living yeah. with this, and then. And then he, I guess, you know, because of the events prior to that, all of that is traumatic, but none of it is cathartic. None of it is yeah. a, a 
you know, it doesn't get us anywhere. Yeah, with I, him. I, yeah, there there wasn't a. Uh, I don't think there was a real thing that like ignited him to get to that point you know like it yeah there, there wasn't some inciting incident that was like you know he had this this discussion with one of his his teammates or um you know or even even something that kind of redeemed him you know like yeah which brings us back to uh if 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 they had done what what you suggested which is have them all know and that'd be a plot device kind of bubbling at, at beneath the surface mm -hmm. because then at that point you could have some kind of confrontation where they, where they tell him, we forgive you. It's not your fault. You have to stop blaming yourself, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Then he goes off into the woods and has this cathartic moment with this hallucination. But right. we don't get that. We get him murdering people mm -hmm. saying horrible things to his son, then leaving the group, getting bit by a snake that's what did it. <laughs> that was the catharsis. There it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The redemption snake. Right. <laughs> that's what they call him. The Vietnamese redemption snake. I love it. <laughs> that's why I call something else. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. God, Vietnamese redemption snake. It's good. So, okay. And, and then, okay. So he's off in the woods. He's having his hallucination, right? Mm -hmm. And the Vietnamese uh, guerrillas, basically, they 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 they're back and they're back on his trail. Yep. For some reason, oh oh oh, I remember they split off. One group went after the truck, and then another group, the group with the the most evil uh, guerrilla, goes after Paul. Right? Mm -hmm. They catch up to him. They make him dig his own grave while he sings Marvin Gaye. And then they rip him in half <laughs> with gunfire. They him in half with bullets. <laughs> yeah. And, and he dies a bloody, violent, lonely death. Yeah. I, I have to say, I didn't hate that scene. I just... I thought that it was a good way for him to go out. I just hate the buildup to it. Everything that we just discussed yeah. leaves me empty when he dies. Right. By itself, I think in a, in a vacuum, that's a good scene. It's acted really well. Mm -hmm. um, I think Delroy Lindo did a, a good job with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just doesn't have the impact that you need it to based on the story that we're telling here. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, yeah. Uh, Delroy Lindo is, is, he's doing his thing too. I mean, I know we give yeah. a lot of props to Jonathan Majors, but Delroy Lindo with what he has to, what, what he is and his character and the conflict. And I mean, the, I just have to call a spade a spade. The, the weak, uh, uh, um, screenplay that he's working with. Yeah. He does his best with it. Yeah. I, I think, I think both him and uh, Jonathan Majors both are the, the sort of shining uh, pieces of this movie. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, he gets killed. Um, we jump back to the rest of the group uh, who are at this temple that their guide tells them might be a good place to hide out or at least uh, have some cover. And uh, basically from there we have 
a, just a giant action set piece. Big shootout. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's revealed that the Vietnamese guerrillas that killed Paul are working with Jean Renault. Jean Renault. Des, Des Roche is his name. Des Roche. Des Roche. Uh, it's also revealed that the Vietnamese prostitute is a good person, so she doesn't know anything about this subplot to steal the gold from them. Yeah, there was there was a, uh, a another subplot that came up, like oh maybe she's inside. On yeah. this, this plot. Yeah, it turns out not to be true. Turns out not to be true, so we can exonerate her very quickly. And then yeah, there's there's just a long shootout between a bunch of senior citizens <laughs> and and a bunch of Vietnamese guerrillas who you could only assume are child soldiers that have been fighting their whole lives. Yeah. I mean, they're all of them are like really young, look to be early early to mid 20s. I just I don't think they're losing that gunfight no. with a bunch of senior citizens. Let me just say that. I just don't no. think that that's happening. And a lot of the main cast dies <laughs> during that. Yeah, pretty much the whole main cast. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that just, that climax did nothing for me. I was like, no. okay, I guess we're just, we're checking the box for a big shootout. That's what yeah. we're doing right now. Um, but in the end... <laughs> Mr. Uh, Sheet, she dives on a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> just his fat body just <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous yes it's ridiculous yes. oh man and then just blood everywhere yeah. just oh, leaking yeah. out of them of course uh wow. yeah <laughs> so uh who survives the the two white people uh from lamb right yeah fat white guy and the french or, woman the french woman um Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. David and, survives. And, and uh, the other guy from The Wire, yeah. who was basically the voice of reason of the movie. He Otis. was Clark Otis. Otis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He uh, <clears throat> he survives. He was basically the um, the our our I would say he was our moral compass in the movie. Yeah, and he survives. So it's pretty much just them. Everyone yep. else, everyone else bites it. Yep. Uh, uh, including Jean Renault. Yes. Yes. All of the, all of the Viet Cong. Um. Yeah. And then, basically, we're we're shot back to America, and everything being fine for everyone who survived. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the yeah it. the gold it's they get the gold up, back. That's it. Yeah, so so <clears throat> there's no international repercussions to having a shootout with a French diplomat, Vietnamese uh, guerrillas, and these guys who claim to be tourists who actually went back to get gold bars that they stole from the American government in the 70s. No repercussions to any of that. They just make it back, and then they redistribute the wealth to everyone who deserved it. The Black Lives Matter movement. I think the NAACP gets a piece. Yeah, I think they get um, some of Lamb. Yeah, they get some. The families from all the all the guys who died get some. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, and then there's kind of jumping back, there's the sub, there's not a subplot, but like the revelation that one of the characters who paid for everything is actually broke. Right. Uh, that He's one the one who dies. He's yeah. the one who gets blown up by the... So his, his, his problems are taken care of. Our he thoughts, dies. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> so, that's uh, Norm Lewis is Eddie. Yeah. Eddie, yeah. Eddie. So Eddie yeah. dies. Eddie, Eddie blows up, right? So now the gold coupled with, I can only assume, an incredible life insurance policy, take care of his family. They're set. Right. So that was, I mean, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to him, really. <laughs> that worked out better than anyone could have expected. <laughs> if somebody was going to step on a landmine, had to be Stephen him. Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we get a bow on everything and it's all fine. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that. I'm I'm left feeling hollow. And and uh um Sorry, I lost my train of thought. I was messing with the <laughs> I was less messing with the thing for my Okay. It looked like you were praying for a second. No, because uh it's it's been on mute this whole time, but you've been able to hear me. I haven't been able to hear you. I'm reading your lips. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. you're really good. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, there's no mention, like, uh, David's character makes no mention of his dad. I mean, I guess there's like a, a monta a pan of all the characters and stuff and him and him with Norm and, and, uh, oh, we didn't, we didn't even mention that <clears throat> instead of using younger actors or even de-aging technology. I was going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> what they did was in every flashback scene, Chadwick Boseman played himself at his age of, I, I, I don't know, I can only assume late 20s, early 30s. Chadwick Boseman was playing himself in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, he's playing himself. Chadwick Boseman. Hello, I'm, I'm Chadwick, Boseman. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. I'm in Vietnam. Now he's playing his proper age. No de-aging or anything for him. Right. And the rest of them were just them yeah. at their current ages, but they were playing themselves in the flashbacks, but with no de-aging technology or anything, just playing themselves. So it was like four really old dudes. <laughs> and Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> and Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I still don't know why spike did that i uh i saw a note that was talking about i guess like fun facts about the movie and one of them was about that and said that it was a conscious decision i know it had to be it was a conscious decision apparently because it was exactly what we had talked about off mic which was he wanted it to be that these old men are thinking back on these memories and seeing themselves in those places, mm. not their younger selves, but their selves as, as they are currently. Now, my argument to that is like, I understand that, that thought process, but if you, if you're an old man and you think of yourself, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not an old man yet, <laughs> uh, but I'd assume, cause this is how I think about myself right now is like, if I think about a memory, I don't think of myself, at my current age in that memory. I think of myself as a younger person in that right. memory. 
I mean, especially the older I get, the more I have this internal clock that's like, oh, you, you stopped aging at like 19. Right. You know? that's, that's who you are, really, deep down. You just yeah. look older outside. You know, like that's, I, I, I've heard from other people too, that's how they interpret themselves as they get older. It's, it's not that you ever feel older, um, but you just, you look in the mirror and you're an old man, you know? Yeah. So, I, like, it, that logic... Sort it doesn't. Of, I get, I get where he's coming from, but it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, that's an insane thing to think that yeah. these guys would picture themselves as they are currently when they reminisce about their times in Vietnam. That was at when they were at their most vital, their healthiest, their strongest. Their, I mean, that they were in the yeah. prime of their lives. In they're, Vietnam, they're, it's great. I mean, as far as their health is concerned, right. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounded. We're that in came Vietnam off. thriving, <laughs> but no, uh, I mean, from a health yeah. perspective, they were in their prime of their lives. They're in their mid twenties, early thirties, and you're telling me that their memory of that is when they could barely hold the guns, right? And I, I think it would have been it would have made more sense. And I've seen this done in other movies before. Is we have during like a, a, a like a firefight we have suddenly those characters switch from being old men to being young men because that's how they're expecting or that's how their perceptive perception is of themselves yeah so you know you you cut to them modern day you know getting locked and loaded shooting getting in the shootout with these uh vietnamese gorillas and it cuts and it, it's their younger selves you know mm-hmm. Because that's that's what they're seeing. Yeah, that's what their that's what their perception is. Like having like a uh, having like a um, a hidden cut where like maybe the camera pans behind the helicopter, comes back for a second, and they're they're young again. Suddenly they're back in the war. Yeah, you know? like we're right back. And I think it just it. I know it's a lot of people to keep track of. It, it already is. Like it already. I have enough trouble keeping track of every single character in this movie. But I still think it would have been better <clears throat> if they chose younger actors to play them in the war and then you know have some defining factors of all these characters that we can point to a tattoo uh this guy has an ear piercing or something you know like or uh, this guy always has his hair like this this is some yeah. kind of defining thing other than their names <coughs> characteristics essentially yeah um, i i i think that that themselves. i think that it's a cop-out uh to to for the explanation to be that like yeah this is how they saw themselves that's bullshit Spike yeah. doesn't see himself as an old man when he thinks about how he was in the 80s. Right. It's insane. Yeah. It's I, th- I, I really think it's just, you know, you want to be, you, he casted five, four, I, very iconic black character actors. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to use them more. Yeah. And so the way to do that is to say, well, this is how they're going to be in the flashbacks too, because this is how they visualize themselves. That I just don't, it just doesn't gel that yeah. anyone would think back on their past and think about themselves currently while thinking about them, like while, while having a flashback while being nostalgic. That's insane. Yeah. Now I, I did see this, <clears throat> this point on uh, Twitter, uh, which is a news source that we can trust. <laughs> Some somebody brought up the idea that you know Netflix gave a budget for de aging for the Irishman 
but didn't give a budget to, for de-aging for this movie. Like it was a, a, a thing that like they didn't trust Spike Lee with that much money for the de-aging technology. That that makes more sense because they're in the very end they do use de-aging technology as like a as like a sight gag in the very end. You see this picture of all of them and they do a de-aging thing and you're like so and that makes it even more confusing because it's like, well, if you're gonna do it in the end, why don't you just do it throughout the whole movie? Yeah. Uh, I mean budget is for sure a factor uh, i guarantee it yeah well there's no way and it's fucked up because they i mean i would if if i'm gonna if i'm gonna give spike lee a movie if i'm netflix and i'm saying yeah let's 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 do a movie with spike lee i'm gonna give him the same money i gave martin scorsese i will because mm. if i've already decided that I want a Spike Lee joint as a Netflix exclusive, that I want it to be the best. I want yeah. another do the right thing. I want an inside man. I want a really, really good movie. So I'm going to give him that money. I don't know why you would bring him in and then not give him the budget that you give Scorsese. Well, my question is, did do the right thing need a huge budget? It did. Good point. <laughs> it didn't and he's worked with less and made better so made better yeah now i'm not saying you don't afford him that you don't afford him what he needs to fulfill his creative vision um but the material has to be there it's, it's not yeah. just about de-aging it, it, it's about much more than that that's true i would i mean i will and die in a hill saying that the irishman was a much better written movie <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think that's i don't think it's a very difficult hill to die on <laughs> I'm dying anyway. I don't care. I'll jump on the landmine. You don't have to. You don't have to. Why not? We'll de-age you back to 19 years old. That seems Thank to be you. the crime of your life. Perfect. No difference. Yeah. No difference. No difference. Um, yeah. And you know, I honestly, dude, the jury is still out on the de-aging technology anyway. Yeah. I really wish that movies, I, I hope, I mean, I guess you need to see it more and more and they need to use it to get better at the technology. But right now, I'm just, I'm not convinced by it. No, no. I think, I think it's way more effective when they at least pair it with good makeup. Like, yeah, still, I th I need, okay, I'm not going to say it specifically like it's fact, but I remember, at least in my mind, that the de-aging technology that they used in, I think it was X2, uh was really good yeah 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 and, and, and i remember it holding up I th way better. i i think it's x3 but okay well no, i think that's movies um, yeah <clears throat> they, they made patrick stewart look young yeah um and it, it was really effective and i think they mostly did it with uh makeup yeah and and so, and i mean you look at benjamin button that's another one that like i mean it looked good I mean, it obviously it helps to use it on a man as handsome as Brad Pitt that you can, you, you, I mean, he's just, his face is just easier to work with. You don't have to DH him that much. He already has a youthful look. So right. that helps. You know, well, trying to DH even... a Pacino is like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, trying I mean, to I'm, iron out a leather that's been in a closet for <laughs> 70 years. Keep stretching, keep stretching this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a, a more recent, um, more recent version of that would be like, uh, Chris Evans in, uh, 
what's it called? Uh, not Endgame. Endgame. They had to DH him in that? Or Infinity War. No, Endgame. Endgame was the last one. Oh, oh, when they had to do the scenes where they go back in time. Well, right? They, well, they had to age him. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm talking... I'm talking about uh, just... Oh, when they... Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yeah, he looked incredible. Yeah. He looked super convincing. It really worked for him. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, they could have just stuck a green face on him and and tried their best to animate that, but... But they didn't. Yeah, they put the extra effort in. As far as the makeup is concerned, yeah, I mean, there's no amount of um, technological de-aging... Oops. No amount of technological de-aging right now that's going to be leaps and bounds better than a really good makeup artist. Yeah, and I think I think the key is both of those things working hand in hand. Yeah, if, if you because there's only so much makeup can do, obviously. Yeah. Um. So I think pairing those two together is is the ticket. You can't just you know try to go George Lucas with it. Yeah. Well, either way, they didn't they didn't fucking do it in the Five Bloods, so. No, they didn't. And you know, <coughs> speaking of of you know computer graphics and effects, uh, I think the budget showed specifically in like the gunfights and the yeah. choppers and all that stuff. It just didn't look. Very just good. didn't look good. Just didn't look good. Yeah. And that's the thing. He just shouldn't have that whole. I mean, the movie could have been a clean two hours, hour forty five. If you just take out all of the war stuff, just show less. Just show less of it. Be, uh, you know, be more conservative with your shots. You don't have to show the helicopter spiraling down after getting hit. Like we don't need that. Yeah, it's unnecessary. We don't, we don't need we we don't need a, a arrow. <laughs> oh, there's fireworks going off. Mm. Really? It's the first. People were doing it yesterday too. It's so annoying, dude. Yeah. And now the dog's gonna go off. We should probably wrap this up. <laughs> okay. She's gonna start fucking losing her fucking Bring mind. Bring her on camera. Everyone wants to see her. Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, pretty girl. So worried. I know. Okay, this this isn't good podcast material. Yeah, um, yeah okay, so we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up. So overall, I mean, my perspective of it, it was it was it was okay. I, I didn't hate it. I think there were some good shining performances in it. Um, he definitely it has a defenses. Adam. It has a ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That is far too high. It's one of his highest reviewed movies ever. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know how. Fucking insane. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it's quite that. No. No. But what do you think? I. I. I mean. I think it's ambitious, and I I love everything that he tried to go for. I just wish that he just didn't do it all in one movie, because everything that he was trying to do with it, I'm on board with the the commentary on how America's treated uh, Vietnam vets, especially African Americans. The you know the commentary on how they how Vietnam views Americans still. Uh, how we're viewed internationally, yeah. uh, uh, reparations. Um, uh, I, I mean, he just, there were so many things, so many things that he tried to say 
in two and a half hours. It's just like, it's just not enough movie, dude. That's like, a, that's an epic. That needed to be a three and a half hour movie to really drive home the point that he was trying to with every subplot. It just wasn't enough movie. And yet it felt like it was a five hour movie that didn't say anything. Right. You know, so I thought it was okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> I can't see myself watching it again. No, no, I don't think so either. Um, that being said, how many bottle caps? Three. That's what I was going to go with. I think it's a solid three bottle caps. I, I you know, I, I'd recommend if, if it looked interesting to you, give it a shot. You know, it, I don't think it was bad. Uh, I think it, like you were saying, it was just too ambitious. Uh, yeah. It's usually a good thing, but it just, it ended with it not really saying it said a lot of things not very well. Yeah. So. You'll, you'll, I would recommend watching it because you're going to get a lot of good acting. It's entertaining. And he does, there is a lot of commentary that can get some very um, good conversations started. Uh, but don't look to Spike for any of the answers on those questions. No. No. Look within. But look within. It's a good way to cap this baby off. Get bit by a snake. Get bit by the Vietnamese. What was it? The... <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh Should've no! Wrote that God. one down. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, we'll get we'll get that one back. We'll All get that right. one back. We got to go through the the video. We'll run the tapes. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this has been the one real end podcast. I am Adam Obesius Rodriguez, joined by Marco Duba. Uh, if you have any movie ideas for us to review, please let us know. Drop it in the comments. Please like, subscribe, and share, and give us a rating if you have time, which you do. We're all <laughs> in quarantine. Come on, mm, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's right. Um, I think we did it. I think we got it. All right. Love you, Brewskies. Bye.